Welcome to the Pro Football Jokes Podcast, the Super Bowl preview show. We are excited and we have uh, almost a full house. Uh, Hopefully we will have a full house in uh, just a few minutes. But uh, here I am joined by Pep the Chip uh, getting ready for the biggest game of the year. How are you doing, Pep? Oh man, I'm so excited for this week. This is going to be an awesome game. It's a it's a rematch between the Patriots and the Rams in the Super Bowl. The Rams have a chance to avenge the greatest show on turf. It's going to be an exciting one. I'm excited to talk about it with these guys. Yeah, I think uh, even though there's only one game really uh, in our sights, but I think we will have quite a bit to talk about uh, this podcast. And also with us is the leader of the chopping block, uh, Screwballs himself. How you doing? I'm doing pretty well. I'm ready to talk some Super Bowl. I'm excited to to do the new chopping block today. The Super Chopping Block Bowls today. So we'll get to that later. Yeah, good good way to end this season. Uh, and uh, as also being prepared as for uh, that segment and uh, all the segments in the sh- in the show, as he always is, our unpaid intern Reed. What's up? <laughs> <laughs> See, he was just prepared for his intro. Like, uh, yeah, I like to keep it short and simple. I'm ready to get into the Super Bowl talk. Yeah, uh, so I, why don't we just get right into it? Uh, I mean, we want to talk about the most important game. It's all been leading to this moment, so let's talk about the Pro Bowl. Uh, happened last Sunday. Uh, <laughs> everybody was. Everybody had their eyes on it. Uh, great commentary, uh, help uh, broadcast crew, uh, all-star, um, to go along with the, the all-star, all-stars in the game. And they uh, performed up to the highest standards of play, correct? A brutal, brutally physical game. Um, uh, <laughs> oh what do you think of it, Pep? Uh, <laughs> you nailed it right on the head. It was a brutally physical one-hand contact game, uh, you know. Players went down by one hand touch. It was crazy, and Jason Witten was just giving. Sometimes they didn't even get touched. Yeah, he, Jason Witten was just giving his best analysis of the season. I mean, when Patrick Mahomes threw that touchdown, to Eric Ebron, Jason Witten said he's been his guy all year. <laughs> and then the game, the game was so physical that when Jason Witten was giving Jamal Adams and Patrick Mahomes the trophy, he broke it. He just took the trophy and broke it. And it was probably like the least awkward Pro Bowl moment I've ever seen. And Jason Garrett, on the other hand, did a great job coaching for the NFC. It wasn't embarrassing at all. It didn't take the star player of a divisional rival and put him in at dis- defensive tackle. I'm talking about Saquon Barkley at defensive tackle. That happened, folks. I mean, <laughs> Jason Garrett was really just out there to injure people. And it was just something. It was quite the sight to see. Am I right, Alex? Yeah, I thought I thought it was a, a great game, and I, honestly, I do think that a uh, moment of Jason, Jason Witten uh, breaking the trophy that was probably his least awkward moment <laughs> of the season. So, <laughs> yeah, I mean, congratulations to him. I I think the guys up there, Jamal Adams, played it off totally well. He totally didn't go oh when Jason Garrett <laughs> or Witten broke it. You know, it was just. Everybody played it off pretty well, and um, my, my my favorite part is how it took Jason Witten a second to realize he had broken the trophy. He just like he's like, oh wait, this isn't the whole trophy. <laughs> yeah, uh, man, what a game! What a game! Did and you guys? We, uh, 
Did you guys actually watch all of it? We did. Yep, we did. Start that to finish. How could you not? The dedication. best part of the game was Mitch Trubisky. Mitch Trubisky's throws were just uh, on point. <laughs> 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 NFC almost got shut out, but uh, Dak led one final touchdown drive. All right, one final thing about this Pro Bowl. Anthony Sherman, the fullback, was this close to being the MVP. If, yeah, uh, he was robbed, I thought. Yeah, yeah. <laughs> so. I feel like I just saw a highlight, and it said, like, Mike Evans got an interception. I was like, oh, that's, yep. Yep, that's that what was, the that was <laughs> <laughs> Mike Evans got an interception. Jalen Ramsey caught a touchdown. Uh, Alvin Kamara almost got a sack. I was telling Alex – um, my overreaction was almost going to be offense is the new defense, and it's back. <laughs> <laughs> yeah, it was, it was it was a fun game. All right, I I know it was embarrassingly uh, soft, but I mean the players don't want to get hurt, and you know I, it doesn't have to be the best game of the year. All right, it, it's just a game to put. I mean. It, the option, other option is just not having anything this weekend. So, I mean, it's just something there you can have on in the background. Uh, I think I think the week leading up to it is more fun, watching Skills Challenge. Um, I, I enjoyed that. The uh, dodgeball game, NFC ended up taking it. I was about to say, I feel like they could just put all the skills on on Sunday and it would be if, more entertaining. If y'all could improve the game, would you guys, would you guys – Rather get rid of the actual game, or if you guys could improve, what would you guys want? I'd probably just want the skills challenge on Sunday. I I honestly like the game the way it is. I I know it, it's not the most exciting game. I I don't need I don't need it to be that exciting. Like it can just be, you know, kind of a fun thing that's on in the background and. You know, players players are just out there having fun, just goofing off. Yeah. Like, it doesn't have to be like a super competitive. Yeah, I think it should be more of a celebration do, for do think the, should, like, the players. Add, like, other ways to score points or something, if you do something like ridiculous or like to make each play more interesting rather than like just random running plays sometimes and stuff like that. Yeah, I don't know. <clears throat> yeah, it's, it's a tough one. I mean... The NFL has tried to spice it up, I think, by giving the winning team a little more money than the losing team. And I think it's just uh, – I, I think it's as good as it can get. Um, Actually, you know, you know what it should be? I, I just I just thought it, – it, it, instead of being an actual game, it should just be like a Globetrotters game. Like they just like have it scripted. <laughs> that would be amazing. That would be so run. fun. <laughs> <laughs> All right. See, I just uh, I just came up with it. That's that's what it should be, and it should and it should be like the you should have a Pro Bowl team, and then like a, a worse the worst team, a villain on the team. Other side. Yeah, the generals. <laughs> the, the, the people vote in the the worst players in the league, and then uh, that can be the, the other team. I know he's in the Super Bowl, but Ndamukong Sue would definitely be the guy to pull the plug from the scoreboard and be like, first to seven wins. <laughs> Ndamukong Sue would definitely be the captain of the football generals. <laughs> or Jalen Ramsey, honestly. Yeah. See, all right, we just came up with a better idea for the Pro Bowl. Uh, Pro Football Jokes Bowl is what they're going to call it now. <laughs> 
it's a lot more effort on the player's part, but <laughs> but it'll be great. They have to act too. But I mean, should we focus on the smaller event this week? Yeah, I guess that so. we can move on to talking about uh, the Super Bowl um, going on this next week. Uh, Reed, uh, you seem to have some uh, some thoughts on, on it. Oh, I don't really, to be honest. Oh, okay. Then let's <laughs> move on. <laughs> I think we can talk more about the Pro Bowl. All right. First, I want, I want to start off, you know, what break this game down a little bit. But uh, let's start by talking about the, uh, the Rams offense versus the Patriots defense. Um, Pep, if you were the Rams offense, what are you? what, what is your focus I think my focus is to not focus on one. You, you got to bring everything into the picture. Obviously, offense wants to do all that, bring the run game, the pass game. But I wonder if Belichick, as he game planned around the Chiefs and kind of based on tape they did earlier in the year, Belichick's got a game plan that's going to be able to stop the Rams in their play-action attack. Um you just got to have that running game heat up. Um, but I, I just see Belichick finding ways to stop the play action and getting Jared Goff some pressure in his face. Um, but I see the Rams coming out there trying to pound it, and if not, put the game in Jared Goff's hands. Yeah, I can see that. If, I, if I'm the Patriots defense, I, I'm – you know the Patriots have played man to man all year, but if I'm the, if I'm Bill Belichick, I kind of I'd like to play some zone in this one, like play deep, make them go underneath, uh, shut down the running game, make Derek Goss just drive the length of the field, uh, just see if he will take the check down every time, um, and make him play disciplined. Uh, that that's what I'd do if I'm the Patriots. Although they can they can also you know do their man to man thing where they double cooks but Gilmore on on Robert Woods I mean I think that's a that's a solid strategy as well but uh you know I'd I'd put the game in Jared Goff's hand and make him don't don't let him rely on that big play that uh he and Sean McVay like to create off the play action let him make make him keep keep taking the check downs like Tom Brady you know Tom Brady can do that but uh can Jared Goff yeah, can Jerry get the ball out of his hands as fast as Tom Brady? I think that's what it's com- going to come down to. And I think one thing that is totally just not going to work at all are those jet sweeps the Rams have been running all season. Uh, do you disagree, Alex? Yeah, I think that's that's one that Bill Belichick will probably have, have figured out. They, they, they do like to do that. Although I, I also think maybe he just says, you know, if they want to do the jet sweep, that's fine. They're not going to make a living off that. I I, w- I wouldn't be shocked if, if he plays it either way. Um, and uh, it looks like a Jemp might have uh, joined us. Is, is is Jemp you there? Oh yeah, I'm absolutely here. Would would not miss his pod. <laughs> okay. Do you have any uh, thoughts on how the uh, Patriots off Patriots defense or the Rams offense uh, gain an edge in that side of the ball? Uh, can you uh, repeat the question for me? <laughs> <laughs> You want to just dive right into some analysis here, Jim? Right, what 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 excites you about the Super Bowl? You you can you can choose your your matchup that you're looking forward to. Oh man, uh, I just love football, and so it's the only <laughs> game on, so it's the only game I get to watch. Uh, 
stuff. <laughs> um. And that is a great A analysis of the Super Bowl. I love it. <laughs> uh, no, but really, it's it's just such an intriguing matchup. Again, everybody wants to talk about the coaches and uh, and all these kind of things, but I, I just love to see really what uh, weapons uh, the Patriots choose to use. Uh, just going out there, is Chris Hogan going to have some of his playoff magic that he's had before? Is Edelman and, and White going to do uh, kind of what they did last week and, and just try to see what the Chiefs get? I mean, they have this guy, Ndamukong Who, on their the team for the Rams, and he's been able to do some stuff in the playoffs. So, I mean, I might have to do an in-depth Pro Football Jokes article about this guy who's come out of nowhere to make some big plays. Uh, but uh, it's a lot of interesting things, again, uh, and, and then you try to figure out, I mean, Bill Belichick always tries to take away the strengths um, of the opposing team, what they really love to do. And so I would think he's all in on, as you guys were talking about, stopping the play action, stopping the big plays. Uh, and really trying to make them drive that length of the field. And, I mean, Todd Gurley, if he doesn't get that engine going, if he doesn't get his hands right, I mean, it will be a non-factor, uh, and, which is just a huge blow to the to the Rams' offense. So, I mean, a lot, a lot of fun things to watch. I, of course, want to see uh, the Rams attempt something funny in special teams and just see how well-prepared the Patriots are for it, unlike any. That's how I still get surprised by the Rams going for a thing. Yeah, the, uh, the, the idea that these have been two of the best special teams – units over the best you know since that these coaching staffs have been played certainly two of the best uh special teams coaching staffs uh the patriots special teams hasn't been quite as good this year so maybe that's that's one area where the rams can gain advantage but i think one of the biggest questions uh in this game is you know if is todd Gurley going to show up as is is the real todd Gurley uh that was that looked like the mvp for the first half of the season um is he going to be the one that that we see, or is it going to be the C.J. Anderson show? Uh, Reed, what do you think? Well, I did see an article the other day where somebody thought, they said, C.J. Anderson is a better fit for the Rams running scheme than Gurley, and the numbers prove it. And I was like, all right, hold, hold on now. That sounds like a pro football jokes overreaction right there. <laughs> Let the record show that Reeb noticed <laughs> I don't prepare him myself, but I can see him in other places. <laughs> I mean, like, I think, personally, I think Gurley's still injured. I think they tried to downplay whatever was going on with his knee. And they were trying to, like, maybe think he'd be back to 100% in a couple of weeks. And I don't, I think it's fairly obvious that he's not, or he'd be playing more. And like I was saying last week, C.J. Anderson has filled in nicely, but I don't think we're at the point where you can say he is a better fit for the Rams than Gurley is. Yeah. Well, I think a point with this too. One, Gurley last last week, two, the biggest blunders he had in the game were just drops, which is not a lack of injury. That was Those were just two mistakes, one leading to an interception, the other killing a drive. So he definitely wasn't his typical Gurley self. Uh, but I also think that there's some truth to what Anderson said when he started playing again for the Rams is that he's the freshest running back in the NFL because he just didn't take hits, didn't take snaps basically all year until the playoffs. And he like is it. a bowling ball of a human being, a mini version of the bus. Coming I don't remember him uh, being that big. My gosh, he's so big. <laughs> he may have uh, put on a few pounds. Okay, okay. <laughs> But no, I I don't think uh, CJ Anderson's a better fit. I, I agree. I think he's he's fresher, and I think probably Gurley's still a little bit 
banged up, um, as you know most players are at this point of the season. Um, hence the the freshness uh, coming into play for CJ Anderson. Um, and uh, but uh, the Rams love to run that outside zone, which clearly is favors Todd Gurley. Um, with CJ Anderson, they've done a lot more running just up the middle. Um, but uh, typically, they're they're most of their play action, most of their game comes off those outside zones that Todd Gurley is really good at running. So I, I definitely don't agree that CJ Anderson is a is a better fit. Um, but right now, CJ Anderson here, has been folks. the better better back. <laughs> Whoa! You guys heard it here first. Todd Gurley better back than CJ Anderson. Whoa! Didn't didn't say that. I said Todd Gurley is the better fit. Oh, sorry, he's the system sorry. back. Don't want to get too ahead of myself. CJ <laughs> Anderson just succeeds anywhere. Let's just let's <laughs> except let's, for the Raiders. Let's make that clear. <laughs> let's make that clear. Maybe CJ and Todd Gurley is a better fit for the Rams, but CJ Anderson is the goat, uh, according to last yeah. week's podcast. So, ah, and uh, who who would you say has more spirit? Whose spirit is uh, hard both to be of theirs? Honestly, <laughs> the spirit. I find it hard to be matched. Yeah, they're both of their spirit. I mean, spirit level wise, I don't. I that's a tough one for me. Uh, that's a tough one for me, dog. Uh, <laughs> yeah, it'll, it'll be interesting to see how the how the Patriots defense, uh, if they can stop that Rams running game, has been so effective. Uh, well, they weren't really that effective last week, actually. But it, clearly, for most of the season, that's what they've been riding. Um, but let's let's look at the other side of the ball. The the Patriots offense, uh, they have been rolling the past couple of weeks um, with the running game and. Tom Brady's just looked like his old MVP self. Um, so, what, if you're the if you're the Rams defense, how do you defend this? Um, uh, I think that the uh, of all the teams that have beat the Patriots in the Super Bowl, usually have phenomenal pass rushers, especially edge rushers like the Giants and the Eagles. So, I think if uh, the Dominican Who and uh, Aaron Donald can get some pressure, I think that's the first way to slow the Patriots offense down. And I think. Uh, one of the things that the Rams do really well, especially against the Saints, is that they guarded the running backs really well. Like, Kamara didn't really do too much in the second half of that game, catching-wise. So, I think the Rams have a pretty good defense to match up against the Patriots. Yeah, I think uh, the, the, if, I'm the, if I'm the Rams, I think it, the, the strategy is simple. It's just try to load up against the run and play man-to-man, tight man-to-man against those receivers who really aren't particularly talented it's just a matter of you know keeping them from creating those matchups like with James White Julian Edelman on the inside um Gronk on a smaller player um just just being able to stop those guys from getting separation um but the yeah I gotta I gotta say that I mean the trick really to stop in Tom Brady is to do things that he hasn't really seen before which isn't very much uh, but I will say I was watching the Pro Bowl, and I, unfortunately I missed the discussions on that. But one of the big takeaways I had is you need to put your offensive players on defense. Ooh. And so you put Brandon <laughs> Cooks there, you line him up, you put Todd Gurley back there at, at middle linebacker. C.J. Anderson is like a nose tackle or something like a Vince Wilfork. And I guarantee you Tom Brady's never seen that before. That so. did not work for the Patriots against Miami when they put Gronk in. Yes. On their last play. <laughs> Go ahead. You know Gronk's dying for if a Gronk, second chance. If, if Gronk didn't trip over that stump, <laughs> then he would have freaking had. 
Yeah, I got to completely agree with Alex's point, though, on this. I mean, you know, as teams have been doing all year, Aaron Donald is going to get the double team. And you have gone out and you've gotten Adamican Who, you've gotten Dante Fowler, you've gotten guys that are going to have one-on-one matchups, and you've got to have the guys that aren't double teamed. They need to step up, and they need to get pressure on Brady because, as you guys have mentioned, Brady – when he's under pressure, especially in the playoffs and some Super Bowls, we remember, he can't make those throws. And the one liability of this Rams defense all year has been that man-to-man coverage. Marcus Peters has been a liability at times. Mikel Roby Coleman has been a liability at times. Akeem Tlaib's been hurt most of the year. And the real matchup, I think, are these inside linebackers on the Rams. And can they contain guys like Gronk? And can they follow guys like James White? It's just going to be a headache for this this Rams defense. But, I mean, if Wade Phillips is sporting that bum Phillip, Phillips hat, you know, they, they got to be feeling themselves. <laughs> uh, this is another thought that I just had, and this I feel like would be a Belichick-type thing to do. But, you know, with all the commotion because of the Saints-Rams game and the no calls and all that kind of junk, I wonder if the Patriots are just like, ooh, the league probably doesn't want to miss any more pass interference calls. So they just start throwing Gronk down the field and have him getting hacked they just get like they draw like six or seven pass interference calls through this game and just win it by the refs and then everyone gets pissed because it's the patriots getting (laughs) exactly anybody think that there could be a drastic overcorrection on pass interference calls in this game that's definitely possible i i do think the league will will definitely definitely goes in that direction (laughs) when they make a horrible missed call like that so it, it it could it could be where they're you know a little too happy to throw the flag, but I mean, it's not like anybody I rarely do. Does anybody want the pass interference to be called? Just so I, I, I mean, uh, yeah, unless you're Joe Flacco, that's kind of his strategy. <laughs> <laughs> I mean, when it's an obvious the old call, Stephen like Slocum <laughs> back up to the end zone and then <laughs> heave the ball. Nice, nice little Steven Slocum shout out. Uh, maybe he's listening to the podcast. I, I hope he is. You've been learning a few things. I mean, I, I learned a lot from our backyard football about how much how helpful it is to be like five years older than everyone else. <laughs> Brady Brady's like a thousand years older, so I mean, I guess it's yeah, it's been proven. <laughs> um, I do want to say one more thing though about this Rams offense. Um. Me and Alex talked about it quite a bit last week. Uh, Just the throws Jared Goff was making in that game against the Saints. And um, if Jared Goff continues to make throws like that, I think he can keep this Rams team in the game if it does come to the point where the game falls in his hands. All right, all right. All right, so one little exercise I want to do, I want to just kind of match up the two teams – kind of position group by uh, position group. And that is one you guys to give quickly pick which, which one you'd rather have. All right. So first I'm going to go with, we're going to start on defense. Uh, let's start with the secondaries, uh, Patriot secondary or Ram secondary. Who you got? Screw I'm going. Oh, sorry. Oh. Dang. Well. Screw okay. Ball. Jim. <laughs> oh, it's back to me. All right. Great. Excellent. Wait, did you ask me with... first? Oh, yeah. All right. Never mind. No, just go, Jim. <laughs> nah, there's too too much confusion here, and we need to we need to redo that. We'll fix it. We'll fix it in post. <laughs> all right. 
Patriots secondary, Rams secondary. <laughs> Reeb. Uh, I I don't know if I can name anyone in the Patriots secondary, so Rams secondary. They had an all pro in their secondary. The Pats. Stephon Gilmore. All pro. The best corner in the league. I honestly forgot Stephon Gilmore was on there. All I can think <laughs> is Malcolm Butler, and I know he's not there anymore. So And one of, and the McCordy twins, so, dude. Yeah, All right, so the one, they're still playing. They're thirty-one, yeah. thirty-two. Pep, Pep right. for uh, Pep for uh, the Patriots. Reeb for the Rams. Jump. What do you think? I'm going Patriots. Screwballs. Um, I trust the Patriots the more, or in terms of secondary, because Bill Belichick. I trust them. Yeah, I'm gonna. God, it's a, I'm gonna give a slight edge to the Patriots. I like their safeties a little bit more. Right. JT Jackson has been playing pretty well. Um, and Stephon Gilmore, first team All Pro, um, lone wolf in it. I, I think it's close. Um, I don't know how we could really measure this, but well, when you, when you watch the Rams defense get gashed for like 500 yards. <laughs> <from now. laughs> All right, Patri- or Patriots or Rams in the pass rush ca- category. All right, um, let's start with Pep this time. Got to go Rams here. Hard to pick against Aaron Donald. Jim, what do you think? So, I mean, they went out and got Fowler, who has done, I mean, I think one play for them all season. So great, great trade up by them. <laughs> uh, so I'm actually going to go against um, the grain here, and I'm going to go with Patriots, and I got one big reason why Kyle Van Noy, former Lion, <laughs> failed for us, was terrible. <laughs> Honestly, it's too slow uh, overall, but he had a great game last game, and I just believe in the blitzing schemes that they come in with the Patriots, and I think uh, the Detroit Lion blood is going to show up here and uh, and uh, make some plays. And devil's advocate here, Trey Flowers has been playing really well. He's good. Yeah, Trey, Trey Flowers is a very good player. Um, Screwballs, what do you think? We go with the Rams. Reap. Yep, I'm gonna stay with the Rams. I will also go with the Rams. I do think it's a good point. The Patriots do blitz very well, but that's because they don't really have a lot of pass rushing talent. Um, Trey Flowers is a very good all around player. Uh, normally, he's a dominant pass rusher. Um, Rams don't really have many edge rushers, but Aaron Donald's just so good, and Dobkin Sue's been playing well too. So Dobkin who? I'm going Rams. <laughs> uh, we'll tell you about him later. <laughs> All right, last defensive category: the run defense, the the linebackers, and the and the front seven really just as a whole as a run defense unit. Um, let's start with Screwballs. Wait, the run <clears throat> defense? I would yeah. say. I like the Patriots. I don't have a reason. I'm going (laughs) with the Rams, just with the two two big boys in the middle. Duck and Sue and Donald, yeah. Um, I'm going to have to go with the Patriots. Uh, I don't have the stats on the top of my head, but the Patriots do have a higher-ranked rushing defense than the Rams. Um, And and I, I think they'll just play it better, and they've got a better linebacking core. I, I agree with that. Uh, Jim, what do you think? So, I mean, thinking about this, uh, again, uh, Donald and Sue are big there in the middle, but they, uh, the Rams have been surprisingly bad against the run all year. Uh, and so 
Uh, and I just think the Patriots have a kind of a unique, unique way of running the ball that they've shown over the past few weeks. So uh, I really think that uh, the Patriots will probably do a better job stopping the run unless Gurley comes out and is Gurley. So I'm going to go with the Patriots on this one. Ah, man, this, this one's a tough one for me. But I I will also go with the Patriots. Um, Rams have definitely done better. Uh, haven't been great all season, but they've de- definitely been pretty good uh, in the playoffs. They shut down Zeke and shut down Ingram and Kamara in the, ru- in the running game at least. Um, so they, they have stepped it up here for the playoffs if possible, but you know, Donald and – Sue were really just trying to get sacks there in the in the regular season and not really worrying about the run, and now they kind of stepped up their game. I could see that being the case, and now they could shut down the run. But I, over the course of the season, it's still Patriots have been better, so I'm going with the Patriots. All right, let's move to the offensive side of the football. Let's start with the big boys up front, the offensive line. Um, let's start with you, Jemp. Ooh, man, that's a that's a pretty good question. I think this is actually a pretty tough battle looking between the two squads. Um, who's got it? Oh, jeez. Uh, I was hoping not to go first. But uh, to, to start the trend, I am just – I've been too amazed, honestly, with the Patriots in those last few weeks about how Brady has just really not been touched, really not been hit. Uh, and they're playing at such a level that is um, – uh, I mean, brought him to the Super Bowl, so I'm going with the Patriots. All right, Pep, what do you think? I really like what the Rams have done up front, um, especially with guys like Andrew Whitworth and Roger Saffold, and uh, their zone blocking scheme has just been crushing it all season. Um, I think the Patriots have done really well as as well, um, but I, I just I, I like the Rams and what their front has done all year, so I got to take them. All right, Reed, what do you think? Yeah, you know, Whitworth is the former Bengal. Uh, probably should have never gotten rid of him, but, you know, that's just how... Cedric Oblakes, though. Oh, man, yeah. He is now not on the team anymore. But, um, <laughs> and the Rams, you know, they've just been killing it all year with Gurley, so I got to go with them. Screw. Uh, I'm going to go Rams, too. I like the Rams running game. Ooh. That's another tough one. Two, two of the best offensive lines in the league, I think. Um, but I will also go with the Rams. I think they've been the better unit for most of the year. Uh, the Patriots have probably one of the best interior lines in the NFL. Uh, that's strength, tackles, strength against strength in this game. Yeah, I, I don't trust their tackles quite as much. I think the Rams are the more solid all-around offensive line. Um, so I'll go with the Rams. Um, all right, let's go with the receivers. Um, why don't we start with you, Reeb? Uh, that is a tough one. Because I feel like the Rams have more we'll, talented we'll, receivers. We'll include tight ends, receivers, tight ends, you know. Okay. Good. I mean, I think that the talent level, I think the Rams have better receivers. But Brady just seems to get more out of his receivers than Goff can with his guys. I mean, we saw Edelman convert how many how many third downs last week against the Chiefs? And Gronk has kind of had a resurgence in these playoffs. You know, he's kind of had a down year, but people are speculating that this could be his last game before he retires. Um, 
so yeah, I think overall I got to give it to uh, to the Patriots. Also, James White is an element out of the back. True. If we want to include pass catching backs. Yeah, sure. Why not? Uh, Pep, what do you think? Yeah, I think talent wise, I gotta I gotta go with the the Rams here. Um, I think just the system that they're in and everything else just makes them the better core altogether. Um, you can have guys like Gerald Everett and Tyler Higby make big plays at any time you want them to, and I, I just like them better. Uh, all right. Uh, Screw, what do you think? Uh, I go with the Rams, too. I like Brandon Cooks and Robert Woods. I don't think – I still don't think – I think they have better star power than the Patriots, too. I think Patriots make up for it in quarterback, but I think just receiver-wise, Rams. Fair point. Jim, what do you think? So considering uh, Brandon Cooks uh, was not able to stay on the field in the Super Bowl last year, I uh, tough to count him as a big benefit uh, in, in this one. Although he is probably the best. I'm just <laughs> kind of kidding about that. He's a very good receiver, and I think that would have sealed the Patriots' victory if he was on the field the whole game. I think that doesn't get talked about enough with how that game went away from the Patriots. But uh, well, I mean, they didn't punt, so it's like how much better could their offense have played? Uh, that, that is a good point, but I, I truly do believe that Bernie Cooks would have made the, the difference in that game. But nah, that's a conversation for a different podcast when we have the offseason and can break down um, all the things that stop them. Compare all the different Patriots Super and Bowls. why the Lions haven't made one yet and why that we despise. <laughs> but, anyways, I'm sorry, tangents, but uh. I, I'm actually going to go uh, with the Patriots. I Again, if Cooper Cup was still playing for the Rams, then I would be uh, more on their boat. I really think Cooper Cup just kind of solidified their weapons and got everybody in the right roles. Uh, and just, again, purely on playoff performance. I mean, Edelman has been finding ways to get open and making tough catches. James White is a beast, and he has shown up in playoff games continually. Gronk cannot get open, but he can still catch the ball. So, I mean, that's pretty good. Uh, and, and then I mean Hogan. I just I'm, I'm thinking he's ready to have a big game, so I might just be way too high on on and, and over projecting based on past performance. But um, I'm gonna I'm gonna lean with the trusted Patriots. Yeah, I'm I'm, I'm gonna go with the Rams in this one. I think you know uh, the the Rams. Uh, I'm a little, a little concerning me that you know they really just have Robert Woods and Brandon Cooks and don't have much uh, after that. Uh, Josh Reynolds made some plays early in the season, but really has quieted down. Um, Gerald Everett and Tyler Higby will make plays on occasion, but again, not very consistent. Um, but when you look at the Patriots, are they really? Do they really have anybody who's more consistent? Uh, I mean, Edelman's been been really good at, during these playoffs, but I'd still take Cooks and Woods over him. Uh, and then after that, I mean, James White is really their next best receiver. Uh, I still don't. I know Bronx played played better in the playoffs, but I still don't think he's uh, back to his Gronk type levels. So I'm gonna go with the Rams. Um, let's go to the running backs. Uh, screw. Why don't we start with you? Hi. I mean, Burkhead's just so good. I know how high up Alex is on him. This is like his favorite running back <laughs> of all time. We we're watching those AFC Championship games. Alex just kept saying, "Just put Burkhead in, please." Uh, I like James White a lot, but I I think the Rams. I think, uh, yeah, Rams. Gurley and uh, CJ. CJ. Too good. Reap, what do you think? 
I mean, it's a tough one if we're going based off of, you know, like, are we looking at the backfields completely healthy or the backfields right now? No, the backfields right now, we're, this is for the Super Bowl, right? Yeah. We're not doing this just in theory. This is, you know, for the upcoming game. Can I say a tie? Because I feel like they're about even. Brief. You know how I feel about ties. Ties and no playoffs? (laughs) 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 Compete every day, man. (laughs) Come on, you got to pick one. Why he's unpaid. Uh, I'm going to go Patriots. I'm going to go Patriots. There's more options. You know, Burkhead is good at the goal line. He pushed it in to take him to the Super Bowl. <laughs> uh, was Drew just being sarcastic yeah, that you I, like Burkhead? I was like, why is he in the game? It's the, well, hey, if it wasn't for him, they wouldn't be in the Super Bowl. Change him. There's no politics for I'm like, Sonny Michelle's the better runner. James White's the better receiver. There's no reason to have Rex Burkhead. <laughs> And Burkhead is just there. He's hey, fine. Rex Burkhead is is their poor man's version of Zach Zenner. So go Rex, you got this. Yeah, <laughs> the the former Bengal Burkhead. All right, Jim, who are you yeah, taking? If I'm going back on the backfields. I I just got to go with the Rams. Uh, again, James White, great great pass catcher, probably going to be the MVP of this game. But um, Gurley is going to have a sweet eight carries for 16 yards, and everyone's going to wonder why they paid him. But uh, the bowling ball. Going to keep bouncing around, so I got to I got to give the nod to the the Rams just purely on the running back talent. Pep, what do you think? I think when you look at this backfield, when healthy, they're going to be the best one-two punch in the NFL. Adrian Peterson and Darius Geis are going to uh, wait. What were we talking about? <laughs> uh, yeah, uh, super Super Bowl backfields. My bad. Um, you know, one name we haven't brought up is uh, Sony Michelle. Sonny Michelle has been playing lights out in the playoffs, and James White is just – he's been the reliable guy Brady needs. And in this game, I have a feeling that the Patriots' backfield is going to show out a little more than the Rams. I don't know why that feeling is, but just based on how these playoffs have been going, I'm going to go lone wolf and take the Patriots on you guys against the GOAT and a MVP. We, we already took the Patriots role. Oh, I'm sorry, Rick. We can, we can lone wolf it together. <laughs> well, I was, I was right. going to take the Patriots as well, so we're triple All right. lone wolf again. <laughs> we're now the majority. Day, man. We are the minority. <laughs> uh, yeah, I just I don't know if I trust Todd Gurley right now. If I, I don't know if he's fully healthy or what's going on with him. Um, but the Patriots running game has just been consistent all year, uh, and I'm going to go with them. Um, all right, this one's a tough one. Let's go with the quarterbacks. Uh, let's start with you jump yeah all right good because this is gonna be my last question i gotta run it's been great to be on the pod with you guys uh but man after looking at the game film the tape of it and and looking at the draft pedigree of both these quarterbacks really comes into play for me Um, and tom brady has lost infinitely more super bowls than jared goff so you gotta you gotta keep those losses but uh i'm gonna give the nod to the skinny kid out of the University of Michigan and, and, and Tom Brady, I say they, they have a slight slight edge going there. All right, Pep, what do you think? Tom Brady just gets the ball out of his hand so fast, and he's just going to keep doing that this game. And uh, You just got to go Tom Brady. Reeb? 
Ditto. <laughs> I don't think there really needs to be any explaining. I mean, do you want me to make a make a case for Jared Goff? Because I feel like nobody's gonna pick Jared Goff. And <laughs> no, we really don't need it. Screw what you think. Hashtag me too. <laughs> uh, wow, yeah. that's a little edgy Whoa. for this podcast. Oh, Reeves had changed my mind, but I can't say me too. Come on. Please have politics in this. A little dicey. All right, I'm, I'm, but then again, last year we did. I'm, I'm sure last year we all would have said Tom Brady over Nick Foles, but look how that turned Nick out. Foles is a better quarterback than Tom Brady, that's for sure. More Super Bowl catches. <laughs> yeah, I'm going. I'm going Tom Brady. Um, all right, I did want to. I did want to go one last one. The coaching staffs, because I think that's one of the most interesting matchups. I think probably the two best coaching coaching staffs in Mike the Tomlin. league. Um, <laughs> has total uh, control of his team um, I think Jim left so uh, Pep why don't we start with you uh, I like the Rams coaching staff in this one I mean the guy who gets coffee for Sean McVay he's a genius and then the guy who shook his hand the other day at the grocery store is a genius um, hey that's the next Bengals <laughs> head coach right there the coaching staff is so advanced that they have a guy spotting him on the sideline to make sure he's not on the field and in the rest way. Um, <laughs> no, but really, I, I love what Sean McVay's done. He's going to be aggressive. He's going to continue to be aggressive this game with this play calling. And, uh, you know, we've, we've tried to call it in the playoffs so far this year, the young, the young movement taking over the old, old heads in the league. And uh, maybe in, in uh, there's a quarterback duel with the young and Jared Goff taking over the old head Tom Brady, but also the young head Sean McVay going against Bill Belichick. I, I like Sean McVay. Reed, what do you think? I mean, I think the opportunity and the potential is definitely there for McVay to, you know, get as good as Belichick. But I mean, he he hasn't won any Super Bowls yet, so. I still got to give the edge to Belichick. He's just got the experience. He's got more knowledge. So I got to give the edge to Belichick and his staff. The thing is, I'll give Belichick has the edge at head coach, but I think I'm, I'm going the Rams have the advantage with the position coach. All right, yeah. All right, so you're going Rams. All right. Screw uh, I think the system Bill Belichick has around the team is too good. I think, I think it's too easy for a lot of the coaches to do well. I think that Tom and Belichick made too good of a system. I think the Patriots. All right. I am going to go with the Patriots as well. I think, as I said, two best coaching staffs in the NFL. Um, All around great. Wade Phillips, love him. John Bones Fossil, uh, leading best special teams group in the NFL. And uh, Sean McVay, obviously, uh, one of the best offensive systems, if not the best. Um, but I love, you know, it's not just Bill Belichick who's, you know, always does, finds a way to scheme uh, and he helps out all over the team, not just on defense. He helps out at the offense and the special teams, but they have Josh McDaniel to create those creative defensive plays. Brian Flores has been great. You know, he could be the next head coach of the Miami Dolphins. Um, Dante Scarnecchio always there with the offensive line, figuring it out. Um, so I'm, I'm going with the Patriots, um, but uh, definitely a close one. 
So I think that breaks down our Super Bowl, and uh, let's finish it off with our our picks at who's going to win this game. Um, picked all the all the I didn't keep track of you know how many Patriots we went and how many Rams we went, but uh, <laughs> let's uh, let's pick who we think is going to win. Uh, I want to give a final score too, if uh, if you guys can handle that. Uh, so let's start with Reed. Oh boy, <laughs> um, you know. In, in typical fashion for me, um, even though I picked the Rams for most of the position advantages, I'm going to go with the Patriots <laughs> for the win. <laughs> um, I think, you know, like I've been saying, they just got more experience in the Super Bowl, and we have no idea how Goff is going to react at this sort of stage. He's taken a step forward this year, um, obviously to get his team into this position, but there's still kind of the stories that McVeigh is just kind of babying him and feeding him plays. Um, so yeah, I, I'm very curious to see how he reacts on a stage like this. Um, but yeah, I got to give the edge to the seasoned vets, the Patriots and score. I'm going to say 34, 24. All right. Pep, what do you think? I think the Rams will win this one, guys. And I really believe that. And you know who it's going to come down to? It's going to come down to Greg the Leg. And the Rams will win this <laughs> one 20-17 to 17 with a kick, a field goal, clutch in the final seconds. Just the how same did we not? The Patriots. How did we not compare the kickers? Oh, we, we should have done that. But uh, it's too late now. Field we moved past it. It's too late. Damn it. It's Greg the Leg. We all know. All right, moving on. Yeah, Greg the Leg is going to be a huge factor in this game, guys. <laughs> the next Adam Vinatieri. I like I like the the reverse score of the 2001 matchup. I like that you noticed that. Yeah. Uh, screw. What do you think? Um, I think the lights might be a little too bright for Jared Goff. I think the Patriots win it decently handily. I'd say 32 to 20. Ooh, nice score, nice score. Uh, <laughs> uh, <laughs> and I think uh, I've I've thought the Rams have been you know the better team for the majority of the season, but then the Patriots came to the playoffs and looked like the best team in the NFL. And uh, I think the Rams have slowed down. I mean, they haven't looked incredibly impressive in the playoffs to me. They've obviously been good, made the Super Bowl. That's uh, kind of the goal. Um, but in terms of winning the Super Bowl, I don't think they get it done. Uh, the only thing that's stopping me from predicting a double-digit Patriots victory is the fact that Patriots always play close Super Bowls. So I am going to go 27-24 to 24 Patriots. Anyway, what we've been playing the whole NFL season four uh, it all comes down to this, the final installment of this chopping block, the super chopping block bowl. Uh, so, Screw, why don't you take it away? Hello, and e- hello, everyone, and welcome to the series finale of the chopping block. It's been an amazing year, and I'm excited to end the season with our first edition of the super chopping block bowl. This will truly determine who is most chopped this season. Alex, we'll start off with our 
MVP. Uh, Alex, I know you might be nervous going to your first ever Super Chopping Black Bull, but are you ready to perform? Oh, God, I'm so nervous. All right, let's do it. All right, well, we'll start you off with an easy one to calm the nerves. Alex, your favorite team is the Redskins, correct? Correct. You both? You <laughs> and Alex Smith. That's the, that's the question. <laughs> that was the question. Easy one point for Alex. Oh, by nice. the way, I'm also keeping score. I found a scorekeeping app to help out. All right. <laughs> Couldn't just use a piece of paper. <laughs> no. It's too much work. This is the 21st right. century, Reed. Right. So the starting quarterback of the Redskins at the beginning of the year was Alex Smith. You and Alex Smith go by the same name. And neither of you have played a snap in the Super Bowl. You also have nine letters in your name. But which Super Bowl quarterback also had nine letters in his name and won his first Super Bowl in Super Bowl 32? 32, so that would be 97. Oh. So John Elway. Yes. Oh, my God. Sweet. All right, Reeve, Reeve, welcome to the Super Chopping Black Bull. Are you ready to capitalize this on this once-in-a-lifetime chance? I mean, if those are the easy questions, then you might as well just put me down. (laughs) (laughs) They're all super long, but the questions aren't that long. Aren't that hard. All right. All right. I hope you are ready for this. And it is about your least favorite team. The question starts at the university that your favorite person in the world went to. Steph Curry's dad. Steph Curry's dad, as you may or may not know, went to Virginia Tech. Virginia Tech has been known for a great football town as of before the season. One of the great players to come out of this football program was Cam Chancellor, a member of the Legion of Boom. Do you know what number on the top 100 players Cam Chancellor was? Oh, my God. (laughs) Which year? (laughs) Last year. Last year? 2018. Don't worry, because that's not your actual question. But the number is 75. The longest oh, okay. run in the in Super Bowl history was 75 yards. Which Steelers running back hit a 75 yard to 70 75 yard run to start the second half of Super Bowl 40? Oh God! Number 39. Uh, very fast in Madden. Was he in Matt? Was he in Madden 08? Would I know yeah. him from there? Yeah. Oh goodness. I, I'm. I got a pass. I don't know. All right, Pep. Do you want to answer it? It was Willie Parker. It was indeed Willie Parker. Yep, Pep, never you don't get any points. That. Pep, you don't get any points for that. But I appreciate you answering anyway. Well, Pep, how the Pep are you? <laughs> Chepping around. And, uh, you know, I just compete every day, man, when it comes to the chopping block. And this is the chopping block. Bowl. Every day, man. Oh. Hey! <laughs> I am ready for the chopping block bowl. <laughs> well, have you been preparing for the chopping block bowl? I always prepare every day. Man. All right. Well, there is one person who I know who is definitely prepared for the chopping block bowl. Tony Romo. Tony Romo was born in the great town of San Diego, the home of the Chargers. The Chargers have been to one Super Bowl, Super Bowl 29, in which they lost to the San Francisco 49ers. You may remember Steve Young leading the leading the 49ers dynasty to another championship, but you may not remember quarterback Stan Humphreys. 
Dan Humphreys was not always a San Diego Charger. In fact, a few years before he was the backup for your favorite team, the Washington Redskins, which quarterback was he backup to in the 1991 season? <laughs> Mark and that, was the year, that was the year the Redskins won the Super Bowl, by the way. He was on the Redskins, you're saying? Yes, and he backed up. He backed up Mark Rippon. Yes. Pep the Chet. So the scores going into the first round of the chopping block are 1-0-1. Alex. Know, Alex a little mad at that one. Zero. Uh, Reap. Oh, okay. What? <laughs> what? All right, Alex. That can't be right. It's like your only, only the elite <laughs> of the elite make it to the Super Bowl. But only the uh, only the elite of the elite of the elite make it to the Super Chopping Block Bowl. And although I tried to contact him via email, I couldn't get the most elite man I know on the podcast Joe Flacco. Joe Flacco is somewhat responsible for winning Super Bowl 57, but according to Sports Illustrated, the best player to ever wear number 57 was Dwight Stevenson. Dwight Stevenson may have been good at his job, but do you know who's better? Dwight Schrute. Dwight Schrute is played by an actor by the name Rain Wilson. He shares the same quarterback, same last name as the quarterback for his favorite team. This quarterback has played in two Super Bowls. Who is that quarterback? Russell Wilson. Got him. Oh, my God. That, that is so easy. <laughs> what the heck? You want Reed? You should know your Steelers history actually better. Know, I did actually know that Rain Wilson was a Seahawks fan, by the way, because he was on the NFL Network talking about his Steelers fandom before – or his Seahawks fandom before the uh, – uh, their first Super Bowl. Before they got good? Yeah, right before their first Super Bowl, he was uh, – they had him on to talk about it. Right for the Super Bowl. Yeah, I've never seen pictures of him on the sidelines. All right, Reeb. Well, Reeb, honestly, I felt a little bad about giving you a Steelers question for your first go. So I wanted to give you a fun Bengals Super Bowl question, but unfortunately there are no fun <laughs> facts about the Bengals in the Super Bowl. So I'm going to give you something better. In Super Bowl 30, the Pittsburgh Steelers lost to the Dallas Cowboys, in which I'm sure made you feel very good at the young age of four months old. In that Super Bowl, the game was pretty much sealed when cornerback Larry Brown picked off Steelers quarterback Neil O'Donnell, a very similar pick that happened in Super Bowl 44 when Peyton Manning was picked off for a touchdown by which New Orleans Saint? Oh, God. There are all these questions from when I didn't really watch football. This is Super Bowl 44. Like, this is like... like 10 years ago. I didn't watch football 10 years ago. Was it even 10 years ago? Nine years ago. Nine years ago. Oh, man. Saints corner. He picked yep. off Tom Brady and had a pick six. Former Redskin. Tom Brady or Peyton Manning? Peyton, Peyton Manning. Man. Picked off Peyton Manning. Uh, I know. Did he ever go to another team? Yeah, he went to the Redskins for a little bit and got injured oh, yeah. for a while. <laughs> <play much. laughs> I got no idea. Alex? Tracy Porter. Indeed, Tracy yep. Porter. Never would have gotten that one either. <laughs> God, Pep. Reeb. All right, Pep. So we all have known for a while that you may have, in te- have, a, have had a tendency to fight people outside a certain fried chicken chain known as Popeye's. This chain restaurant was founded on June 12, 1972. They are very well known for their Cajun chicken. While the holder of the longest passing touchdown in the history of the Super Bowl, 85 yards, is from Brooks, Louisiana, which is directly next to where Popeye's is founded. 
Which Popeye's loving quarterback holds the record for the longest passing touchdown in Super Bowl history? And who are you going to fight it? Well, I need like five seconds to think about this one. All right. And I'm going to get it wrong. But my guess is Terry Bradshaw. And I'm not going to fight him because he has uh, some issues. (laughs) (laughs) That is not correct. I'll ask Alex if he knows who has the record for the longest touchdown in a Super Bowl. Passing touchdown. Um, Passing touchdown. Um, I don't think I know this. Um, Subtract all of Alex's points. (laughs) (laughs) I'll I'll go with Peyton Manning. I don't know. It is Jake Delhomme. Oh, yeah, of course. (laughs) To Moose and Muhammad? Yes. Oh, dang it. Oh. All right. Well, the score going into some quick chops is Alex at two, Reeve has a grand total of zero, and Pep has a one. All right, so Ooh. these are going to be some really quick questions. Uh, we'll start with Alex. Alex, who has the most points in the history of the Super Bowl? Um... I'm going to go with uh, Adam Vinatieri. Uh, it is Jerry Rice. Ah, I was going to go Jerry Rice. Uh, all right. Reeb, who is the oldest quarterback to win a Super Bowl? Oldest quarterback to win a Super Bowl? Tom Brady? Uh, no. Does anyone else want to guess? Uh, Peyton, oh, Manning. Peyton Manning. Peyton Manning. It is Peyton Manning. All right, from now on, if someone gets one of these wrongs, we're going to go down the list. And if someone else can name the person, they'll get the point. All right. All right, Pep, can you name a player that has scored a touchdown for two different teams in a Super Bowl? Um, shoot. Uh, I should know this. You say quarterback? Edger and James. No, player. Edger and James? I don't think Andrew and James had. I had a list, and it gave me three, and that was not one of them. But there's a chance <laughs> the list is wrong. It was on Wikipedia, so either Wikipedia is wrong or. Yeah, no, Andrew and James definitely didn't didn't have. He never he never went the one with the Colts. Oh, okay. All right. So the next on the list would be Alex. Do you know? Um. Hold on one second. Um. Googling. Oh, uh, Randy Moss. Googling. Has he? Didn't he score one with the Niners? I don't think so. He wasn't on the list. Yeah. All right, Reed, do you want to guess? Yep, he did. Randy Moss scored one. Oh, yeah, did he? He, scored, he did on the Patriots? He yeah, he, he Actually, definitely scored no. one on the Patriots. He scored, he one, scored on the one on the Patriots. I'm sorry. Not 49ers? Well, he, he didn't score one with the Niners? Uh, he did not. Okay. Reeve, you want to guess? Um, I know it's wrong, but sure. Go. Wes Welker. No. The correct answer were Jerry Rice, Ricky Pro. Ricky, oh, Ricky Pro, of course. And then Mushin Muhammad. All right, Mushin Muhammad scored one on the Bears. Yeah. All right, who was that question for originally? That was to Reeve, that was I think. That was for me. That was, was that for you? Yeah. Yeah. All right. So the next is to Alex. Alex, who has the most Super Bowl MVPs? Uh, Tom Brady. Yep. 
Grieve, who has won back-to-back -back Super Bowls with different teams? <laughs> oh, gosh. Was it a keep to leave? No. Pep? Damn. Um, it was... I know it. Joker. <laughs> oh, wait, wait, wait. Uh, uh, no, wait, no. Never mind. That's Alex? not who I'm thinking of. Uh, both LeGarrette Blunt and Chris Long did it the past two years. Yes, and there's one more. I, I don't know. I, Deion Sanders. <laughs> oh, yeah, Deion. Of course, Deion did it. All right. Reeb. All right, that was already for Reeb. Pep. Pep, <laughs> youngest quarterback to win a Super Bowl. Russell Wilson? No. Alex? Oh, I know, I know who it is. Sorry. <laughs> it's Big Ben. Is yeah. All right. Next question is Alex. Alex, oldest coach to win a Super Bowl. Um, oldest coach. Uh, I can't. Oh, it's Pete Carroll. I think. Nope. It's not. Dick Vermeil. Uh, Reeb. Uh, I. No idea. Bill Belichick. No. Pat. Dick Vermeil. No. It was Tom Coughlin. Oh, and, interesting fact about the Super Bowl, by the way. If Bill Belichick wins it this year, he'll be the oldest coach. And if uh, Sean McVay wins it, he'll be the youngest. All right, so it counts. We're counting it. My answer. <laughs> He's wins. predicting the future. All right. Uh, Pep? Pep, Pep, the next one? I think Pep, Pep, the next one. No, out. I don't uh, know. Reeb does. I Reeb. I think. All right, Reeb. Who has the longest scoring play in the Super Bowl? Longest scoring play? Yeah. Can it be defensive? Uh, yes. Like an interception? Yes. Oh, James. Nope. Oh, it's not James Harrison. No. Pat. Devin Hester? No. Alex. Um, isn't it um, Percy Harvin? It is Jacoby Jones. I was, I was, I was, I swear I was between Percy Harvin and Jacoby Jones. Oh, that's Jones. right. Forgot about that. Uh, I think the next one's for Alex. Alex. Wait. Yeah. No, I think it's Reeve. Pat, that's Pat. Uh, Pat, who has the most <laughs> rushing touchdowns in the Super Bowl? Um, <sighs> Emmett Smith? Yes. Pat gets a point. All right, Alex, longest touch touchdown run by a QB in a Super Bowl? Ooh. Um, oh. Colin Kaepernick. Damn it! I was gonna say that. Uh, Reed, right. I'll give. I'll give it to you. Oh my god! My bad. My bad, Reed. My bad. <laughs> you just assumed you weren't gonna get it. <laughs> <laughs> All right, Reed. Most tackles in a Super Bowl. Oh sweet Jesus, man! No, in, a, in a career of all time. <laughs> that, oh, that makes it easier. That makes it easier. Yes. <laughs> I mean, you can limit it down because then it's not like one guy. You know, he had to be in multiple Super Bowls, so cut up a little bit. He's recent. He's re been in some recent Super Bowls. He's been in some recent Super Bowls. Ish. <laughs> what does ish mean? Alright, fine, Reeve. You can either answer or you can just walk away. <laughs> How many I don't know. James James Harrison. No. Pep? Willie McGinnis. No, Alex. <laughs> um Teddy Bruski? No, Bobby Wagner. Ooh. Impressive. All right, last 
Last question. This is a very long chopping block. Goes to Pep. Pep, who has the most receiving touchdowns as a quarterback? The most <laughs> receiving touchdowns as a quarterback. Not oh Super Bowl. In the Super Bowl. In the Super oh Bowl. Okay. Um, I'll go obvious here. I'll, I'll take the bullet. Nick Foles. Yes. All right. So the winner of the Super Chopping Block Bowl is Alex. Alex, how does it feel to be champion? What? Feels great. I can retire. Champion. Uh, Until next year. Yeah. I'm going to count. I mean, <laughs> The off season, I'm probably going to come out of retirement, um, pull a Brett Far, but uh, it's okay. All right, so I think that was a pretty good super chopping block bowl. Uh, Holy, that was so long. <laughs> found the right champion. Uh, the best team won. Um, so uh, why don't we move to our last segment of the season, our overreaction? So let's start with Reed. Uh, whoa. <laughs> um, all right. My overreaction for this week is, uh, I am just now completely convinced that Gronk is just an alternate reality version of Kevin from the office where Kevin is super strong and athletic. <laughs> Even his voice sounds like Kevin from the office. Like, have you guys seen the Tide Pod commercial where he just looks at the shirt and he goes, Tide Pods? <laughs> it sounds like Kevin from The Office. And then today he got asked, like, what are the chances that you're coming back next year? And did you hear his response? And he was like, here's a math equation for you. What's six times nine plus six plus nine? <laughs> yeah, I it's did. 69. I did watch that. And that was in response to a first grader's question to him. He was like, why is your favorite number 69? And that was his answer. (laughs) Well, that's that's a pretty good answer. Uh, Why don't you give your overreaction? All right. Folks, there's one player on the Patriots we've all forgotten about for a long time now. A very long time. And he makes actually quite a bit of money. Can anybody on this podcast name the tight end number two for the Patriots? Of course, Dwayne Allen. Dwayne Allen. Well, maybe one of the highest paid blocking tight ends in the league. I say (laughs) this week, Dwayne Allen catches a touchdown pass. His first of the season and in a dire time for the Patriots in the Super Bowl. I can see that happening. I like that. It's bold. Uh, screw, what's your overreaction for the week? Um, I did not have one prepared this whole time, so I'll, I'll wing it. Um, <laughs> overreaction is that because of how well how much I was impressed by this young Steelers receiver in the Pro Bowl best hands. I think he's going to win MVP next year. (laughs) Whoever his name is. Whoever whoever that number 19 is. Whoever that top five potential MVP candidate is. He's not going to have that old bum Antonio Brown dragging him down. See, now you know, Reed. That's what's up. (laughs) Drew, I think... 
I think of the words of Emmanuel Sanders, you're off, you're off the gas. <laughs> well, that uh, transitions well into my overreaction um, because uh, my overreaction has a little bit to do um, with Jason Witten, who uh, still can't say uh, Juju Smith-Schuster's name correctly. <laughs> um, <laughs> but not doesn't really have to do with him. But his performance last week has just really made us appreciate good commentators even more and the job tony romo did uh in the nfc or in the asc championship was just uh pretty amazing uh him calling out the plays everybody was freaking out about it and i think he's gonna call another great game in the super bowl and he's gonna do it so well that when they announce super bowl mvp they're just gonna give it to tony romo Regardless of who wins, they're just going to bring the trophy over to Tony Romo, and that will be his uh, his lone Super Bowl MVP. So you made it to the Super Bowl, Tony <laughs> Romo. Congratulations. And you're going to do a great job. So uh, that's my overreaction. Well, that was a heck of an overreaction. Yeah. And uh, I'm sure Tony Romo will just predict the Super Bowl for all of us. He's predicted the score. He won't tell us who wins, but. Um, heck of an overreaction. Good job, guys. Great, great tease. Um, so why don't we, uh, for one last time, for the 2018-2019 season. Compete hey. every day, man. Hey. Hey. I find it hard to be matched. Make it uncomfortable. Hey. <laughs> All right, let's get out of here. We ran, <laughs> ran pretty long for uh, just talking about one game, really. But... Uh, that's what we do best. Yeah. <laughs> when there's not much to talk about, that's when we have our best podcast. So let's get out of here. We will see you in the next season to recap the Super Bowl. Uh, see you then. <laughs> Make them uncomfortable. <laughs>